You're listening to Teacher Tales, the Teach Queensland podcast. Come and teach with us in Queensland State Schools. Diverse communities, financial incentives, mentoring and support. Choose your teaching adventure. Right here on Teach Tales. Hi, welcome to Teacher Tales, the new Teach Queensland podcast. As part of the Department of Education, our role is to showcase the diverse array of career opportunities available to teachers in Queensland State Schools. We'll be chatting to a wide variety of guests on the podcast, including teachers, school leaders and recruiters. We'll also be discussing the support, career paths and benefits available to our teachers, providing an insight into the broad range of communities where state schools are located across our state and sharing information about how we can support you to become a teacher. If you're considering teaching as a career, are currently studying to be a teacher, or if you're already a teacher, make sure you subscribe on your favourite podcast app and tell your friends. My name is Lauren and I'm a very proud Queensland State School health and physical education teacher. I've been fortunate to have a diverse range of teaching experiences working with high school students in North Queensland, across Brisbane and the Darling Down Southwest. I have a Bachelor of Secondary Education from Griffith in Brisbane, and I love being able to incorporate my passion for health and wellbeing into my teaching career. I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet today, paying respects to elders past, present and emerging. I'm super excited to be joined by Serena Burnett today for our Teacher Tales podcast. Serena joins us from Mornington Island State School, an Indigenous community school in the Gulf of Carpentaria. She has a diverse range of teaching experiences working with students from prep to year 10 at international, remote and Brisbane metropolitan schools. She holds a Bachelor of Science, UQ, and studied a postgraduate education degree at QUT. Serena loves her career in education and it supports her passion for adventure, travel and conservation. Hi Serena, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much, Lawrence. Lovely to be here. Look, I'm so interested to hear about your journey into the classroom. So tell me, did you always want to become a teacher? I actually had no idea what I wanted to do when I grew up. I was one of those kids who was very excited about everything. I loved all my subjects at school. I, um, when I left school, I studied archaeology and environmental science and graphic design and classical literature. And I loved all of them, which is sort of part of the problem, I guess. Um, I just loved learning. And what ended up happening was that I studied a Bachelor of Science at UQ, uh, majoring in marine microbiology. Uh, I did that because I really wanted to make a difference and an impact. I was really passionate about sustainability and conservation. Um, after that, I ended up at CSIRO doing a science communication contract, which I also loved. But it was when the school groups came in, these education groups, and little kids' eyes lit up in a way that I guess adult faces didn't. We were trying to explain our research and I was hooked and um, I realised that that was the way that I was going to make a difference was through education. Uh, in issues that I was really passionate about, like scientific literacy and conservation. I love that. So was it a big decision to go back to study? Yeah, it was. I guess I was a mature age student when I went back at 24, 25. Um, so it's the one year postgraduate diploma on top of my science degree. So it was very full on, but it was a fantastic year. Uh, I learned a lot really quickly. And I guess with someone who loves learning, it was it was pretty addictive. And tell me about your first experience into the classroom. So like most pre-service teachers, I was pretty daunted by the idea of having my own class. Uh, I went looking for relief and contract work in Brisbane and was offered a full-time position with a grade 2-3 composite class in a Brisbane metropolitan school. So tell me about your first year in teaching. 
First year. Um, I think first year is, it's a pretty hard year for most people. I think for everybody, it's it's very full on. You're finding your feet. Uh, I certainly, I loved my kids and I loved my school, but I found that just getting that work-life balance in first year can be really difficult. So tell me what in particular made that work-life balance really difficult in your first year? I think it's, we, as teachers, we have really high expectations of ourselves. And so that was certainly something that I struggled with. Um, you know, there's, you're never going to reach the point of having done enough. And so you, you always want to be able to strive for your kids. Um, and I think the advice I'd really give to teachers just about to start their first year is to take care of yourself and, and really make sure you're, you're focusing on that self-care, find mentors, recognize there are people there to help you out and support you. Um, but also not to compare yourself to the teacher next door. I think, you know, teaching is one of these very unique professions where, um, a first year teacher is working right next door to someone who's been teaching for 30 years and you have the same expectations on yourself. Um, it's going to be different. You're going to bring different skills and different sets and new enthusiasm and ideas, but, um, it, it, it's a different set of skills and you wouldn't compare someone who just started art class on the first day of art class to someone who'd been painting for 30 years. So recognize what, what you can bring. Yeah, I love that. So lots of teachers are kind of looking to stay close to home when they graduate. What was your plan? Um, I, as I said, I was a little bit scared of having my own class. So uh, I wasn't really sure. I wanted some work, but I, I didn't really have a plan. Um, I did know that after teaching in Brisbane Metropolitan for a few years, so I, I taught um, on a few different classes, grade two, three, grade five, grade six, um, that I'd started to get really itchy feet and I wanted an adventure. I wanted a new teaching challenge. Um, whole new set of experiences and so I took my partner and we went overseas and I went and taught in Vietnam um, in a little coastal town in a place called Da Nang which I loved uh, that was really fun the language is tonal so the same word can mean a hundred different things depending on your pitch and it turns out I'm completely tone deaf <laughs> <laughs> so the kids always loved it when I would be trying to yell out hello and I'm just screaming soup across the oval um, but yeah so teaching in Vietnam was great and but before I'd gone to Vietnam, I went to the Teach Queensland Career Fair. And that is such a great event. Highly recommend to anyone who's looking for a teaching adventure to go along to that. Uh, I met this principal there that I really connected with. He, um, I walked in with my, with my partner and, and said, look, I'd, I'd like a teaching adventure. I want to go somewhere where there's water, um, where there's a challenge and there's a really strong community. And they sent me straight to, to Peter, who uh, was the principal of Mornington Island State School. He sold this idea of a family, of collegiality, of, um, you know, actually what he said to me was, I guarantee this experience will make you a better teacher. And, and I was hooked. So I ended up on Mornington Island. What kind of questions did you have to ask before you kind of took that role? What, what were your concerns before going up there or, or moving away? Yeah, that's great. Um, poor Peter was very patient with me. I was calling him constantly and the deputy, he gave me the phone numbers of the teachers at school I had a lot of questions it's a big move um especially taking my partner and I wanted to be able to take my dog so uh I guess those are my first questions was about him and whether or not he could get work he's a carpenter so I wanted to make sure he could get meaningful work in his field um I wanted to take my dog which was fine we took her up with us uh I wanted to make sure that I could get you know I've got a few dietary needs allergies and things so I you know really needed some hummus um, and that was fine. There was a local shop and they'd get bulk one kilo tubs of hummus in for me. So, you know, everything from the really important stuff to maybe the smaller questions, but they were really supportive in answering everything I had to ask. I love that. And when you say it's quite remote, could you tell us how remote is Mornington Island? 
Yeah, so uh, I didn't really know where Mornington Island was before I agreed to go teach there, but it's in the Gulf of Carpentaria, so it's um, only accessible by plane and it's four planes from Brisbane. So you go up to Cairns and then often you stop in either Doomidgee or Corumba or Normanton before finally ending up on Mornington. Wow. And so tell us about what it was like when you first got there. What was that first, stepping off the plane, what was that experience like in Mornington Island? Pretty mind-blowing. It's one of those things I guess you never forget. Um, it was very hot. It was the middle of January, so, you know, peak peak summer. Um, but also so beautiful. You know, I think one of the things before I'd gone to a remote location, I was afraid of being in this red, dusty, middle-of-nowhere place. And actually the red dust was one of the most beautiful parts about it, where the red met the met the sea, the blue water, and um, it was the middle of all the wildflowers were in bloom, so there were yellow wildflowers everywhere, and I just felt like I'd landed in paradise. Um, on the very first day, we had someone pick us up from the airport. They took us to our house. The air conditioning had been put on for us, so we walked straight into our air-conditioned house. Um, they took us to the local shop, and they, they we met the... A lot of the locals, a lot of the elders were really keen to meet us and were very excited about our arrival. Um, they showed us where all the best best beaches were and, and the gym. You know, it was a real, like walking straight into a community and a family. It's amazing. Did you find the teacher housing? What was that like? <laughs> yeah, that was interesting too. So um, it was great. It was a two-bedroom house for me and my partner. Uh, I know not all communities have teacher housing available, but that was important to us, um, especially with a dog. So you need some with a high fence. But... Um, you know, they were pretty basic, but comfortable and, and safe. They had, as I said, air conditioned and um, clean and good kitchen, gas stove. Cooking with gas was important to me. So, yeah, it was good. Did you um, think about what the school was going to be like? Did you have any preconceptions about what you what your classroom, classroom would be like walking into it? Yeah, again, I think the preconceptions was a really big thing for me. I think one of the things I've learned a lot is that you really don't know what you don't know. So... Uh, I imagined somewhere that was not going to have a lot of resources or, you know, being so remote that it was going to be hard to get things. But um, so I went to the Lifeline Book Fest and I bought up big, I bought, you know, $100 worth of kids books to take up with me for my classroom and rocked up to find that they had huge touchboard screens in every classroom. We had iPads. The library was very well resourced and, you know, I, I really didn't need to be quite so worried about that sort of stuff. Amazing. You're listening to Teacher Tales, the Teach Queensland podcast. We teach Queensland's future. You can too. Apply to teach in Queensland state schools today. Visit teach.qld.gov.au. So you have a background in science and you have a science degree. Did you find that um, came in handy teaching in Mornington Island? Yeah, I ended up getting a dream job on Mornington. So at the career fair where I met that principal, he was very interested in um, what I was passionate about and trying to find a role for me. So he offered me a role as a prep to 10 science teacher. I was teaching all 280 students at the school. Um, dream role for me because it felt like I was becoming Miss Frizzle with my magic school bus. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I really loved about that role was that I was able to incorporate Indigenous science and Indigenous knowledge in a really meaningful way. So, you know, teaching evaporation, we could make uh, cup murrays, which is a type of underground oven, um, and learn about, you know, the evaporation process in that. Uh, learning about biology and, and conservation, we'd go out onto the beaches. We could track turtles and, and look at different types of turtle tracks, um, map them to species, get the local Indigenous rangers along. 
have a lot of real world experiences and things that I could do with students that I would never be able to do in a Brisbane school. So I loved that. So tell me a little bit about the kids in your classroom or, or what you'd find on your way to school or, or what the school community was like. Yeah, the school was, you know, in a lot of ways it was really similar to my experiences in Brisbane and in a lot of ways it was really different. So um, you'd still get show and tell from students, but instead of the, the apple that the kids would bring to school in, in Brisbane, um, they'd bring me crocodile skulls or baby joeys or, you know, native bush tucker. Um, I found often that I was learning just as much from my students in the afternoons as I was teaching in the mornings. So I loved that. Uh, playground duty was a little bit different. So some days we'd even have the wild brumbies would be in the playground and wow. we'd have to, as teachers, try and uh, manage to get the wild brumbies <laughs> off the playground and, and into the oval next door. So yeah, a lot of really different experiences, um, but Australian curriculum, they were very high standards. The kids have produced incredible work and I loved being up there. So tell me about day-to-day living. What's it really like up there when you're in that a remote community? Yeah, remote is a funny word because I know that it was a long way from Brisbane, but um, and some things were really isolated. We only got uh, food deliveries came in once a week on the barge, which was actually, you know, seems like one of the hard things about being there, but it was one of the best things. All the teachers would go down together to the local shops and we'd get ice creams and all the fresh fruit and veg would come in together. So Wednesdays was barge day. We were very excited by it. Um, it was also the day that the mail came in. So it was like Christmas. Obviously, all the teachers were very into our online shopping. So we'd, we'd have these big Christmas days in the staff room where everything from our tea 2 orders with all our it was a dry community, so we'd get lots of different flavoured teas to, you know, have on Friday afternoon. And, um, yes, that would, that was really exciting, a fun part of it all. I love that. Tell me about what you miss the most from home. Definitely my family. I think that was, for most of us, was the hardest part, was just being away from family. We didn't miss things like um, takeout food or coffee dates. You know, you fill those in with your own fun. We'd, we'd have Game of Thrones nights and we'd have taco nights and... Um, and pizza, you know, we, we, whatever we would be missing on the mainland, we could make do with on the island. Yeah. Um, but it was, was seeing family was definitely the hardest part. Uh, I mean, I guess the advantage though, was that we were only as teachers, we we're only 10 weeks away from seeing them again. So we'd be able to come back most school holidays if we wanted to and, and catch up. And I've actually found that even though being back in Brisbane, I was probably seeing my family more often, um, when I was on Mornington, because it was really meaningful time. We'd come back and we'd go to galleries and do things together. Whereas, you know, I, th- I think that life can be quite busy when you're living in a metropolitan city. So Mornington's one of the most remote schools you can teach at in Queensland. What were your expectations with um, the staffing community? Yeah, I think that's a really good question, Lauren, because I think a lot of teachers have this idea that uh, remote schools are synonymous with school- small schools, and I, I certainly didn't find that to be the case. Um, I guess with 25 teaching staff, we had over 270 kids. Uh, we, we had a really strong community. Um, I think it's a really good idea if you're thinking about teaching in a rural remote location to ask those questions. Um, You know, places like Emerald have lots of schools in them uh, and they have really strong community between the schools as well. Uh, But if you're the sort of person who really loves a small school and would like to be one of those sort of two or three teacher schools, they're fantastic places to work as well. What did you learn teaching in a remote community? Uh, I knew that I was going to learn a lot being in a remote community and I said I guess earlier that that was one of the reasons I went up there was because the principal had said that it would guarantee that that would make me a better teacher um but I think mostly I just learned about the power of relationships you know with students with colleagues and with community um <clears throat> one of the things that my principal used to say a lot was that your students don't care how much you know until they know how much you care 
And that was definitely a, a big part of being in a rural remote location. Um, but it's also something that I'll carry forward to my practice no matter where I teach. Um, I loved being able to go camping with my students and their families. Uh, and I found that the more that I invested in those relationships, the more that I got out of the students in class. Um, I guess that also made it a lot harder to leave. So I think the second thing that I learned was how much I loved living in a community. I, I was always a city kid growing up. I'd always That was my experiences. And I think I've developed a bit of an addiction for that life now. And, and I think it's going to be very hard to be back in any other kind of context. So when you were making the move up to Mornington, what kind of incentives were there for you and your partner to move? Um, I, the incentives, I actually didn't know about any of them before I signed up to go. I was really just looking for an adventure and um, that was that was the hook for me. Uh, but since moving up, you know, there were financial compensations for things like flights, which could be quite expensive. So we were given an annual payment every year to help cover the costs of those. Uh, one of the other things that was a really big incentive for us while we were up there was the subsidised teacher housing. So um, I was paying just was like $14 a fortnight in rent, um, which compared to living in Brisbane, where we were paying something like, I don't know, $800 a fortnight in rent. I think we saved about, you know, $20,000 for the year. So that was a really big incentive for us. Uh, and it meant as well, because that came out of my paycheck every fortnight, that uh, whenever my partner and I were having arguments over whose turn it was to do the dishes, I felt pretty confident saying that, you know, I was putting a roof over both of our heads. So <laughs> it was definitely his turn. If you'd like to find out more about teaching in Queensland State Schools, visit our website at teach.qld.gov.au. So tell me what you love most about teaching. Um, I love my job for so many reasons that I wasn't expecting when I first went into teaching. Uh, obviously, with a background in science and sustainability and conservation, that's something huge I've been able to see a really tangible difference in. I was able to start a Care for Country crew on Mornington Island, which was a really big thing for me. We'd go out with the local rangers and we'd um, do marine debris surveys on the beaches. And just seeing that the passion the students had for that initiative and knowing that that's continuing on without me, that's a, that's a pretty powerful thing. But also, I guess just I love the growth that you see from the first day of school to the last. I still think about those students that I taught my first year all the time. And it's humbling to think that you have the chance to share so many of those memories with them. You know, you think back to your favorite teachers at school and you get to be that person in someone else's life. Uh, that's, that's another really incredible opportunity. Um, I also, I also love that it's a global profession, that it transcends time and space, you know, all across the world that people have teachers and, and there are so many different ways to approach education. And that's one of the things that I've noticed in already in a short time in my career is that it's never the same. It's always different. It's always changing. And, and that's a really empowering thing. So tell me about a typical day in the classroom. Yeah, one of the things I love about teaching is that there is no such thing as a typical day. You know, it's always different. It's always changing. Um, everything's really dynamic and evolving. Uh, as a teacher, I get the chance to play a hundred different roles in a day and be all of those things that I wanted to be in school when I wasn't sure what I wanted to be when I grew up. Um, especially in my most recent position as a science teacher, uh, I could start out rapping about biological adaptations of camels and, you know, drop the mic for street cred. Um, and then I'm an artist as I can draw, you know, things on the board for the students and, and kids are very forgiving. And if you don't have any, any artistic ability, they've, they think you're fantastic. And, you know, teaching kids about health and you get to do a lot of cooking with them. And 
there's just so many different kinds of things you do on any given day that um, there is no typical day, which I love. How can we inspire young people at school to value and pursue uh, a career in teaching, do you think? Uh, I think that was, again, a really big thing for me because, like I said, I did really didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. Um, and I read recently that instead of focusing on that, we should get students to think about what problems they'd like to solve and go and do. Um, and so I feel like we all have something we're passionate about. I feel like young people especially have things that they're passionate about and that education is the way to make the world a better place. Um, so if we can get students to identify whatever it is that they'd like to make better for the next generation, then I think a lot of the time you'd find that education and pursuing a career in education is the answer. It's great advice. What advice would you give pre-service teachers if they're thinking about um, teaching in a rural or remote location? Yeah, or even experienced teachers. You know, I was an experienced teacher going into a rural remote location and um, I think it's an opportunity that is beneficial for everybody to consider. I loved my experience. I uh, Talking to a lot of the people I know who have done rural and remote teaching placements, um, one of their biggest regrets is leaving, you know, and I think that no one ever regrets that experience. You learn a lot. Uh, you get a chance to be part of the community. And I think it's just think about what you're looking for knowing that there's over 1,200 schools in Queensland, that what you're looking for is out there, and then take that leap. Thank you so much for joining us today, Serena. Thanks, Lauren. It's been a pleasure. It was amazing to hear about your uh, experiences teaching in a remote location in Queensland. If you'd like to find out more about teaching in a rural or remote location, visit our website at teach.qld.gov.au. Stay connected with us on social media. Find us at Teach Queensland on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter.